enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hey, how y'all doing today? This is Phil Armstrong, your host of the Prophecy Zone. For the next um, couple of minutes, we're going to be talking about our uh, prophecy. Uh, I just wanted to share a few things with y'all today. Um, I had uh, stopped doing radio programs for a couple of months um, due to various reasons, and I'll get to those reasons uh, in a little bit. But um, I'm back um, for right now, and I want to continue what we were doing in the last three years. Um I think um, sometimes you have to take a break and get another, you know, better perspective. Uh, sometimes you need to go and uh, you know, get away and see things a little bit more clear than you were seeing them. Um, some reasons why um, we have to figure out why we were doing things in the first place. Um, I, I think a lot of times we... Uh, believe that um, um, we are here to do God's work, but uh, if we really look in the mirror or take a deep soul search, what are we here for? I mean, what are we? What is our mission uh, on Log Talk Radio, on Facebook, um, you know, on various social networks? Is it to get Popular is it get famous, um, or is it to count the number of people that are listening to our show to feel good about ourselves, or is it a much bigger picture that's far bigger than we are? Um, one man can't change the world, but he still can influence the world. One woman can't change the world, but she can greatly influence the world. Um, what I mean by can't change the world, yeah, you can change the world. I watched Martin Luther King's movie yesterday. He did a, you know, uh, awesome job of doing, of changing things for African Americans and um, people in the world um, alike. But um, what I mean by can't change the world, the most important thing in our existence as human beings is if you're going to go to heaven or hell. And you can change that because that is the greater thing. Remember, Jesus' disciples were sent out by Jesus, and they came back and said, Master, we healed the blind, we raised the dead, we did this, and that said, be happy, that be blessed that your name is written in the book of life. And that is the most important thing. I come to find out that he who um, uh, died on the cross is also he who seeks man out. The Bible says that we cannot come to Jesus unless he seeks us out first. We cannot come to the Father unless we go through Jesus. And um, a lot of times uh, people get caught up in believing that the healings and the you know, God can heal me, God can 
make me rich. God can furnish my my every need, which is true. I mean, well, about the rich part, I don't know, but He can supply your every need. He can heal you. He can He can work miracles. Yeah, He's God. But well, say for instance, if you had cancer and you're sick, or your child had cancer, and God forbid this happens. I'm just using this illustration. Will you lose your faith because He did not heal you? Well, these are things that I've considered in my life. And um, I ask myself a question, what am I doing this for? And you have to do a deep soul search and um, figure that out. But don't spend too much time soul searching. Um, what would you do? What, what would be the greatest thing that you can ever do in the history of existence? is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to mankind. That is the greatest thing, folks. That, that, I mean, you can't bottle that up. You can't, there is nothing greater than giving someone the gospel because I know this sounds logical and sounds too simple for simple people, for myself, but eternity in hell versus eternity in heaven, you make the choice. Are we uh, susceptible to avoid making that decision? Can your neighbor pay for your redemption? The Bible asks. And the answer is no. He cannot pay for your redemption. And another sad thing that I really I found out is that I already knew, but it's, it's nice to come back and ponder on these things is that um, when you're born, when you look at a baby that comes out the mom's womb and, you know, they dress them up in either pink or blue or whatever, and you look at that baby, that baby, even though it is a baby right now in the age of accountability, who knows when it's over with for that child, but eventually if that child makes it to a certain age, they will have to make that decision. And see, our society has become so complex, but not yet so simple. And what I mean by that is our society has come to a point where children are so um, bombarded by the peer pressures, the society, um, um, should I say, the what society paints the kids to be, um, Video games, uh, entertainment, wanting things. They get so bombarded by um, these things that the matrix sucks them in, and, and therefore they do not make wise decisions even on the physical plane of planet Earth. How much more if a parent does not grab these kids and teach them Jesus Christ and him crucified, they are miserable like most men. That's why kids have so many problems. Kids are so, you know, depressed. They want to commit suicide, and they don't want to live anymore. It's because the void that is supposed to be meant for God is, 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 is stuffed. It's like trying to stuff a cat full of food. You can't do it because eventually the cat's going to run away. And when um, it reminds me of this movie of this monster, this this creature that just kept eating and eating and eating, and he couldn't stop eating. He just kept eating, and, and as he as he eats, he grows and he gets bigger and bigger. Well, in this case, the more stuff the teenager gets, the more stuff the kid gets, the more they rebel. They become monsters. They go to drugs. They go to alcohol. They go. They go, you don't even know your child. You look him in the face and say, wow, who is this person? Fortunately, I got, you know, kids that some, well, the oldest kid somewhat, you know, listens. And I'm not talking about my kid in general today. I'm just saying this, this society, folks, has become so corrupt that, I like, I was sitting down watching you know, the game, football games and stuff like that in the, in the last couple of weeks. And 
I notice a lot of the commercials and a lot of the shows that are on is, you know, shows called Deception and and Red Rum and I mean just terrible, terrible commercials. And I'm sitting there and I you know, and we got like three three TVs running or two TVs running and they, you probably say, Well you need to cut off T yeah, you're right. I'm the trust me, that's another thing I'm kind of playing. But um and and it's the T V that I'm watching is actually has a football game on it. And I turn around to do something, and next thing you know, I turn back around, and wow. I mean, they show in this commercial that's just, like, disgusting. And, yeah, I've been pondering a lot of things. I mean, this is a midlife crisis. I don't know. I'm not sad. I'm happy. It's all out. I'm joyful. It's all outdoors. Um, I hear Christ Jesus speaking to me to get back on board and start preaching the word. Um of Jesus Christ, but I'm working on a book right now. It's, you know, it's a spiritual warfare book, and I'm not going to say too much. I don't know what is going on with 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 um with I, I got my I'm on my cell phone right now, and I don't have my microphone and stuff hooked up. And I see my Gmail, and, and it keeps talking about error from Blog Talk because. The Facebook application cannot, you know, Facebook can't be reached because I'm doing a show, and I guess they changed it where it automatically cues in. And it's just going off crazy. It's just like, wow. It's telling me that Facebook is not able to communicate with Blog Talk, and it's not set up right, but I could have swore I left this thing set up. But anyway, this show is not about what I'm talking about, but I want to finish up. You know, by saying that uh, we're all here on a mission, and believe it or not, the will of God is our mission. And when you once do the will of God, uh, and when you're doing the will of God, and, and your delight is in the is in the doing the will of God, <coughs> life is much more pleasant. When you start doing your own thing. Life is not so pleasant, and I'm 43 years old, going on 44, and, and, and time and time again, this is, has to have been proven. Um, the book that I'm going to be doing, I'm not going to give out too many details, but I, I, I do believe that a lady by the name of T. Teresa Marsalek, um, she has a few books, and I'll talk about her later. She had prophesied over me. You know that I'll be helping a lot of people, and, and my last show, even though it doesn't have any practical application as far as spiritual warfare, um, was was case was was probably um, uh, a big time uh, signal from God that yeah He's going to bless this radio broadcast, uh, and uh, you know. I believe that we should not look at the numbers. Um, we should not get tied up in numbers, but one person at a time should be our um, uh, focus. So, uh, where where is America? Um, will America survive? Will the beast swallow America? What I mean by the beast is the entire world government. That has been prophesied from many prophets in the Bible, and um, it has been spoken about and read and, and, and preached about many years since uh, creation and since Jesus Christ. Um, I want to read something to y'all. It's Second uh, Timothy four <laughs> two. Says, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Um, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers have be itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. Uh, so it says, But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, 
do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of that ministry. And that's exactly what we need to do is make full, full proof of your ministry. Is it the word of God? Is it the foundation that Jesus laid out and that the prophets laid out? Um, but for the sake of America and will America survive, the prayers of the warriors of God, the prayers of the saints of God, have probably kept this country afloat. Um, Satan has his own agenda, and his agenda is to use the United States to usher in a one-world government. The more and more I look at the geopolitical situation um, over the years, the more and more I'm convinced that the world government is coming, and it's going to come in a place where we think less that it should, at least in our own opinion. Um, I do believe that it would happen overnight. I remember the common element and all that other stuff was going on, and God was speaking to my heart. He said, um, it's going to come on a time where you're, even Christians are not expecting it. Um, and then that is the case with right now. I mean, right now, the gas prices is at, like, what, where I'm at, I've seen 290-something. That's pretty darn low. When everybody is singing Kumbaya and, and, and we have arrived, that is when the judgment of God will take place. And the judgment of God will come quickly and swiftly because the Bible says so. It says that just in the days of Noah, man were eating, drinking, and giving in marriage until Noah went into the ark. And shut the door. And judgment was ushered in. Um, but it says, but if that day and hour no man knoweth, not even the son, not even the angels, but his father only. Whereas in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. I have never seen so many marriages on Facebook, so much partying on Facebook. So much, so much, um, the sports and athletics. So, so I mean, I get caught up in that stuff too. But hold on for a second. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know if y'all can hear me. It says host experience issues connected to their host dial-in numbers should use. I thought I did use that number. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know if y'all can hear me or anything because I can't even hear myself, of course. So they're telling me I should use another number. It says post dial-in number should use two one three nine four three, and I don't even have a pin down here. But even or not, I'm in my garage and I'm wait I'm waiting until. get a new computer because these computers that I have, believe it or not, they look new, but they slow up my life. So I'm going to go ahead and write this phone number down, and then I'm going to have to call back in in a hot second, 213-943-3434. And I don't even know if anybody can hear me out there. But I'm going to call in again. So I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, forgive me if y'all can actually hear me because I have no idea. So I'll be back. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. 
What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. Peace and security, freedom, and the rule of law. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order, can emerge. Now we can see a new world coming into view. A world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order. The Council on Foreign Relations, known as the CFR, an organization publicly sworn to destroy American national sovereignty and usher in a tyrannical world police state, could not contain their glee on September 12th, the day after the tragic attack. They announced their new world order. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. World order. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future and the rapture of the church of the concentration camps of the enemy. Your host once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to The Zone, The Prophecy Zone. Chemistry too, 
you see the uh, atom are unseen. Now, atom, of course, are just tiny. You can't see them. But when you talk about the spirit, you step off the boundaries of existence and you go somewhere deep out of the thoughts of men that God created something out of nothing. And see, the spirit is more, some people say that the spirit is more real than the actual atoms and, and that we are made up of. So because we're combustible. We can burn up in a fire, but the spirit can't burn up anywhere. The spirit is eternal. So the spirit exists forever. And that is the value of man. That is the value of man, that, that, that we are eternal beings made in the image of God. But see, what blows my mind, and it's the same thing that's been blowing my mind for weeks and months and probably years, is that we live in a matrix, it seems like. Everyone that you see has to make that final decision. And a lot of us don't know, even those who attend church, that this final decision is and will be made. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And as long as we say Jesus is Lord, we believe in our heart and we walk after Jesus Christ and we walk in truth, we're okay. We see the true matrix is even in the church because the church does not understand. It says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I'll get back to the spirit thing in a minute. The church does not understand that there are ways that you serve God. There are ways that you walk after God. And I think I even got caught up in this mess. That the way that you serve God is total commitment. And see, the church has made it to be flippant Christianity or to treat God flippantly because I got other things to do. I don't care if it's for me to run a business, for me to take Johnny to the soccer game, for me to um, watch the soap operas or watch football, and I'm stepping on my own feet. I got more important things to do than attend church to, than to pray to God. I mean, earnestly contend for the faith. I got too much things to do rather than to follow sound doctrine. I got too many things to do rather than to walk in truth. He says, I, I'm, I'm greatly pleased to find my children walking in truth. That is true salvation, folks. Salvation is not the free gift of salvation where I don't have to do. I mean, yeah, you don't have to do anything on first contact. Meaning the minute I sign with the Dallas Cowboys, I don't have to do nothing until the season starts. Actually, I have to do something before the season starts. I have to actually go to practice. The Bible says enter in through the narrow gate. We are soldiers of Christ. We are saints. We are children of God. We act like it. Some people disagree with me. That's why I took a break. Some people disagree with me because I wanted to be ready to not really give a darn if somebody disagree or not. We fall because of distinct peer pressure. When I say peer pressure, it doesn't have to be kids. We we fall because of societal peer pressure. We fall because we actually sinners and we actually want to treat God the way Adam and Eve treated him and not even to come back but to stay doing what we're doing because it's comfortable for us. And the next-door neighbors are not doing it. My family members are not doing it. My mom and father's not doing it. You know I want to make them proud. Do I want to make God please God, or do I want to please my mother and father and sister and brother, who the Bible says very well that in the end times they're going to be my enemy? Some boyfriend who's probably going to cheat on you, so that's not a good way to think he could. Well, I apologize. I'm not going to say probably. Let's hope not for your sake. You know, playing, going to church to play boyfriend and girlfriend, 
church is the best place to get you know, get your boyfriend and girl, your husband and wife, if, if it's done properly. But if it is not done properly, that's not the place to go. When I was in Hawaii, uh, we, all we did was play matchmaker. I went to a church. I'm not going to mention the name, but all we did is play matchmaker. It comes a time when you don't go to church for various priorities. You don't start a ministry on Bob Talk Radio for various priorities. You don't you don't try to uh, write a book, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now, because you want to be known, you want to be famous. Now let's get back to the theme of the show today. Is is the United States going to survive? And the answer, and now I can answer this question like this: If you got a president who turns his back on Israel, then the nation will pay. But it, I, I'm not even going to talk about Barack Obama today. I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about the listeners to this show. Because we're growing, even when I just did one show. We're growing in the last two months. I want to talk to you. Because our society is is degenerate, and it's getting worse and worse. It used to go, go in stages of at least a week, a month, or years. Now it's going into months. I mean, actually it's been going into months. Now it's going into weeks. where our societies are finding new ways to sin and they're improving on the old way. And now it's in your face on television. You know, come and watch the seductiveness of deception where murder is good. You would have to, you would believe so after they show you the commercial. And in in our our society, we're asked the question: Why is God doing this to us? We, as a church, have become so deprived. We don't even know. We think Jenny Grace is just sloppy grace, where God is saying, "Oh, I'll forgive you no matter what you do." Yeah, eventually He will if you repent and turn around. But see, life is not promised to you. Life is not promised to me. God will forgive you if you repent. As a nation, we must repent. But as an individual, we definitely must repent. Because without the individual repentance, there is no nationwide repentance. You need the numbers, at least on this case. There is a rapture of the church, and I believe that. Will America survive that? Yes, I believe that America is not holier than thou, that that at the time of the rapture we're going to be surprised when we go to church and find still a lot of people there. Because there are going to be a lot of, there's about 2,000 players in the NFL, I think, out of the population that is pretty darn, uh, what you call, slim, chance to none. In the NBA, there's 200-something players, maybe 300. It's very slim that you're going to make it. But there are certain laws that you follow in Christianity. You say, what do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean. We are not saved by the law. We're saved by grace. But I want to explain the grace that you're, you're saved by. The grace that you're saved by is the grace that helps you live the Christian life. It is the grace who which gave Israel victory over its enemies. It is the grace where Jesus was rose from the dead. It is the grace that will send 144,000 Jews and two witnesses to preach the gospel to the ends of the world. It is this grace that can stop you or help you Stop sexual addiction. It is the grace that will help you stop alcoholism or drinking alcohol. It is the grace that will help you live the Christian life. 
And he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Many of the people in the church do not understand that God is not here just to help you with your daily, you know, people. Some people think that God is here to help you to supply all your needs, which he is. He is. But the main thing they leave out, he's here to help you make it to heaven. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. And a lot of these preachers that I'm hearing aren't saying that Jesus Christ, God himself, through the Holy Spirit, will give you power. The Spirit of God the Father will give you power to live a righteous life. The Bible says that God says that I shall raise up a standard. Christianity has a standard, folks. It's not to live in sin. It is not to practice sin. It is not to hang with Joe Blow down the street who is in the world fully. Well, the Christians are too so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. You can never be too, if you're the right heavenly minded, you can never be too heavenly minded to be no earthly good. You're going to be earthly good because you're the right heavenly minded. It's the wrong heavenly minded that makes things don't work. So the blessings that we bless Israel with, the cursings that we have to curse Israel with, trust me, it does make a difference. It makes a difference that your country is going to survive. But it is in the word of God. And uh, the the mark of the beast system, the beast system, which I believe it is a Mediterranean system rather than a European system by itself. <clears throat> if it was just a European system by itself, then the statue in Daniel chapter 2 would have one leg, hopping on one leg. Which anyway, might as well just do it anyway because it's gonna it, the rock, the giant rock will come and smoke uh, the beast or the statue anyway. Remember, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had the dream, and the big rock came down and smote the, the feet, and it destroyed this uh, this 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 object. This is the first dream I've had in about uh, what about um, not. Ten years ago, eleven years ago, I had this dream. Now, before I even read Daniel chapter two, of a rock coming down, smoking something, and at that time I had sleep apnea, and I was just shaking, and I woke myself up, and I was like, God, what does that mean? And the word climax came to my mind, and um, slowly but surely, God told me I'll be here during the end times, and here we are. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I know some of my relatives listen to this radio program, and some people come to a point where they so they get to a point where they're so earthly minded that they are they don't get it, um, and they don't understand. And we do have a good thing going. Um, and I say, will God pay back uh, America? and national disasters or total judgment. Um, Would American way of life come to an end in the not-too-distant future? And that's what I had laid down on on, on the, the description. And uh, we know the answer to that. And all, all, all main countries, after two, you know a certain amount of years, maybe Rome was the longest, um, I think I just had a crash. I'm still on. I'm still on, but I'm I'm going to end up ending the show pretty quickly. I mean, and I'll stay with y'all for another few minutes. But um, all great countries come to an end. All countries that were in total dominance will come to a end. And uh, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. So even if you went out and preached that Bible prophecy. One of the main things you can address to the people who disagree with you is that all countries come to an end. And, of course, they can turn it around on you 
and say, yeah, so why should I believe this Bible prophecy crap when all the crutches come to an end anyway? And that's the way they're going to say Bible prophecy crap. That's what they're going to say it is. But uh, the Bible says that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. I mean, it's, it, it goes in uh, deep into the crevices of a man's, you know, inner uh, motives and exposes them. And the Bible is so hated, and the Christian way of life is beginning to be hated. And uh, when you start seeing school shooting, and I want to just speak a little bit about Sandy Hook. Um, I don't know what happened in Sandy Hook, but my best guess, um, Roosevelt said nothing in politics happened by accident. If it happened, and it surely be they went after the gun. I think we live in the matrix, and I'm I'm coming to the conclusion that nobody got shot that day. Because I could be wrong, and uh, hopefully nobody don't get wind of this radio program, and then they ended up putting me on TV as a as a crook or a criminal because I made that statement. But um, you know, I mean, I, I mean, there's just too many fishy things going on to say that that Sandy Hook thing or even even was. And then a lot of things. Every time something comes on, I kind of give it a little bit of time. Uh, this time, I kind of like just told my wife, you know, I don't know. It just, like Roosevelt said, nothing policies happen by accident. Um, anytime the government is involved, you know, now it's once in a while they get an opportunity to ride something that did not happen, and that's probably one out of like 50 events. Uh, and that's counting the last 40-some years. Um, so the Sandy Hook is just another example of the, the, the society that we live in is, is stranger than fiction. The reality is stranger than fiction. You can draw. You know, my wife told me she watched Skull, Skull for the first time. It's about the Skull and Bones where President Obama, uh, President Clinton, uh, excuse me, President Obama or North Clinton, but President Bush and Bush Sr. was a member of. And, um, the strangeness of this organization. I mean, 9 11 is strange. If you actually take a look at 9 11, Tower 7, it, nothing hit Tower 7. And the uh, person who uh, was the owner, uh, Silverstein, or Silverstein, whatever his name is, said that he decided to pull Tower 7. And the strangeness around 9 11 by itself, with the airline um, stocks going up and the you know, and the fire department being there the night before. I mean, it's just some strange thing. And um, in my show description, we asked, where is America? And in time, where is America headed? Um, I don't see Christians walking my street or lighting me out to church every five minutes. People say this is a Christian nation. I believe this is not a Christian nation. It used to be. It could have been used to be the word used to be, but I, I, to me, I, my my thoughts is that we're no longer a Christian nation, and probably to a certain extent, never was. We had God used this nation, so I, I could say, yeah, we were at a time a Christian nation. Um, I believe a Christian nation is this. Um. I believe that the majority of its citizens will be Christians. <laughs> That's pretty simple, right? The majority of people who are in the family will be Christian. Um, instead of having, you know, bleep, 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 bleep on your shirt, it will be Christian clean things on your shirt. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out this is not a Christian nation. Look at the television set. The Bible says the eye is the floodgate. What you watch is what you are. Um, of course, what you do is what you are, too, but what you watch is, has a big effect on what you do. So are we a Christian nation in relevance to the majority 
majority of the population. No. We're, we're so far away from a Christian nation. We're a pagan nation. We are a pagan, sin-infested, and now when I say sin, I'm not talking about normal, you know, the sin that Jesus came and died for. Yeah, I'm talking also about sin is it, our, our trophy. We carry sin. We want to do sin. This nation loves sin. We laugh at people who do sin, and we do the same thing. We we we, we honor people who cheat on their wives. Oh yeah, they got away with it. <laughs> oh, he's a pimp. I heard some people say, "Well, she's a thud. She's cool." Oh, <laughs> she's a thud. So what? She's gonna be a dead thug one of these days, or her life ain't going nowhere. People call good evil and evil good. I mean, the the society is deprived. The society is gone. The society calls abortion fine. And then there's a lot of women who have abortions and feel like crap. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones who, who, who go get an abortion and then try to go after the second and third one. And it's fine with them. You know, go out and have fun, have all the sex you want, and come kill your baby. Is that murder? I mean, or, or um, you know, the Bible talks about men living like a man. I'm not going to speak too much of that and of that because I don't want to get shut off. But is that a sign or is it the is is it the is it the is it the symptom, or is it uh, the whole nuts and bolts of the problem? No, it's a sign. If you read Ezekiel sixteen, it talks about the pride and the arrogance and the, and the unwillingness to help the poor. <clears throat> um, I think that a lot of people who were looking for Comet Element and, and the Rosh Hashanah and all this other stuff, Come, if you listen to this radio show and you just happen to be listening, jump back on board. Of course, we didn't. We were wrong. We were wrong. I suggest you jump back on board because the chances of you wanting to be here during the tribulation period, I feel bad for people who want to be here during the tribulation period. Because the food is going to be scarce. If you when you buy a new house, they're going to take it. Heck, you buy a new pencil, they're probably going to come get it. The laws are going to be tight. You're going to be able to do anything in the first half of the tribulation period. <clears throat> um, the sadness that we're going to have, we're we missing babies or missing relatives. I can't even draw it up, folks. Give me a couple of weeks, I'll be able to just serenade the end times really, really good by them. Um, but God, God loves you. Uh, he loves you enough not to, I mean, he loves you enough to save you and, and not to leave you the way you were. We're new creatures. Old things have passed away. Behold, new things, it's all things become new. It has a process. But a lot of times it doesn't have to be a process. If we apply the truth to our lives in the correct way, in the correct fashion, it does not have to be a process. It really doesn't. Um, God does not. Um, God has a standard. And people believe that, I mean, like I said earlier, God has a standard, and his standard is uh, to save mankind. We'll be back. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Box Talk Radio. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with you. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. 
Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East. The Mark of the Beast. The European Superstate. Russia. China. Syria. And more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible. And be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. So we're going to go ahead and end the show. Uh, in the next couple of minutes, but I just wanted to talk about um, where we're going to be going as a, as a ministry. And um, the seriousness of the hour, um, I know some people are saying, well, why don't you take a break? But serious, but it's very serious. And um, the importance that every man. Hello, has, welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong, uh, and I'm going to. October 30th, 1991, President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Yeah, I have to get John McTernan on the show, because uh, I was going to get him on the show about a year ago. And um, I don't know what happened, um, but uh, I try to get him back on here. Um so what I was saying is that the prophecy though, uh, we're gonna continue to do these shows because they are very important. The last show did it pretty good. Um and God had spoke to me. He told me, Get your eyes off the numbers but just for you, um, I'm gonna go ahead and 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 look at your uh what is it? What is, what is it? what happened to Gideon? He asked for proof. I didn't ask for proof, but deep in my soul, God know I wanted some type of proof. But He had told me to look at the look at look at the way the show has grown per month over the last few years, and then look at He said start looking at the shows to kind of start growing. And yeah, technically, yeah, the shows are growing, um, and and a lot of times we need to look at you know one person at a time. Um, rather than look at um, thousands and thousands trying to get popular. Um, and, and God wants us to focus on him and give him the glory. And, uh, you know, he will bless us uh, with a blessing that we we won't even be able to wrap our, our, our finger around or our minds around because God is a God who uh, will bless those who are working for him. Uh, and I do believe that. I do believe that God will bless those who are willing to work uh, for his cause and willing to be used to preach the gospel. And uh, I, I believe that God is coming, Jesus is coming back soon, and uh, his reward is with him. For those who faithfully um, uh, serve God, and I encourage you, uh, if you're out there and uh, you are you're, you you put yourself on the shelf, uh, let God take you off the shelf and use you, because uh, especially if you you were looking for Jesus Christ to come back earlier and He didn't come back, um, I mean He's coming. And God is not a liar that he should be mocked. Uh, 
trusted. God is not a liar that he should be mocked, that he's going to tell you uh, something other than the truth. And the truth will set you free if you know it's going to happen. Like my father-in-law says, God is in control. But I ask the question, does the unsaved know that? Uh, and I still can't wrap my finger around why uh, he says that. I know God is in control. And some of the unsaved know he's in control, but some of the lukewarm don't. And sometimes you need to put something under the lukewarm seat, maybe some something hot, so they can start dancing around and they can get busy for the Lord before it's too late. Because there's there's a lot of lukewarm people who need to know that God is in control. Some of the lukewarm people, you know, treat God as if he's uh, not really going to be concerned about their welfare and what they're doing and how many people they're leading to Christ. Um, it's it's not always about leading somebody to Christ. That's actually, it's the main thing to lead. I'm sorry, it is the main thing, but uh, God. Paul has said, I, 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 I plant Apollos water, and God gives the increase. Or God does the final, you know, uh, judgment. But um, see, people think that God is, uh, you know, such a lukewarm people believe that God is not going to judge them by their actions and, and, and their um and their hearts being kind of um, complacent and cold and mundane towards the things of God. And they want to show up for church. But uh, they believe, some lukewarm people believe that God is going to buy them a new house, a new Rolls Royce, a new, you know, watching these TBN shows. And, and, and God is going to, you know, not only feed their family, but give them caviar. And that is not the case. God wants to save you from your sin. He wants to free you from bondages. He wants to lay it bare that you are his workmanship. You're set apart. You're a saint. You you are God's instrument. And God wants to use you. I'm not just saying it to be saying it. God wants to use mankind to preach that gospel that uh, that needs to be preached. So I'm here to tell y'all we're going to be doing, we're back, and um, hopefully uh, most of our shows will be uh, intense. <clears throat> this one's kind of like just, I'm back, here's what God laid on my heart. Um, will America survive? Will the beast swallow up America? Um and the answer to the question is, yeah, we will enter a new world order, just like George Bush Sr. said. And that is the plan. America is the launching pad for the new world order. The policing, is, the policing that we did uh, in this world will be intense by the Antichrist. The Bible says that the Antichrist shall frustrate the saints. The Antichrist shall subdue three kings, and he shall trample upon his enemies and take over the whole world. But God bless y'all, and y'all have a wonderful day. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lot. Listening to the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio.
be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.